Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for week number two. That's right, week number two. Um, lots of hap- lots happened since we last talked. Two yeah. two camp, conference championship games done. Called both of those games, just saying. You did, yeah, but we also two. we also did call that it where there would be good games. Oh, like, um, so yeah. that's that that happened. Uh, some NHL happened. All star skills competition happened. Not very much NHL games. Not very much. No. NBA. Raptors are struggling. Two losses in a row. Yeah, yes, couldn't hold Harden down yesterday. Nobody, no, nobody can. Nobody can. Hold Harden can down. But, jeez, what, what? How many games is he at with thirty plus points now? More than I can count on. Sure. I think it's 22 or something, At least they didn't score just 50. ridiculous. Like he didn't, he score, didn't 50. score 50. They held him to 35. I heard that this morning on the on the uh, like highlights in the morning. I was like, what? Yeah. 35. Oh, and, and then he played defense to win the game, too, and shut down Kawhi. Oh, absolutely. That was a terrible shot. Yeah. That was a terrible shot. Anyways, we got a lot to talk about today. We got obviously we're going to talk those conference championships. Maybe you know some controversy, whatever it it happens. Uh, <laughs> we're we're not going to get off topic like we did last time and talk for forty five minutes about hockey. Yeah, we probably will, okay. but it's us. Okay. Uh, we'll talk some soccer. Champions League is coming up. Some big stories in there with uh, yeah. some injuries. Some uh, awesome matchups, by the way, in that for, in that round of sixteen. A mm-hmm. couple that I'm really looking forward to. And uh, but let's start with uh, some NHL. Sure. Some history was made last night in the All-Star Skills competition, boys. Yeah, yes, it was. Holy hell. <sighs> she was great. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Watching her skate was just unbelievable. Um, for those who don't know or didn't watch the Skills competition or haven't seen any highlights or haven't been on Twitter in the sports world for the last <laughs> 24 hours. Haven't checked their phone at all. <laughs> um, Nathan McKinnon was supposed to take part in the Skills competition, and obviously with the injury that he sustained this week, that people are questioning, but I think he actually did bruise his foot, considering he, that was he, a he's hard doing slap shot. Quotes for for reference, by the way. That was a hard slap shot. Um, he got to name his replacement for the skills competition in the fastest skater, and he named Kendall Coin Schofield of the United States, I believe. Yeah, I believe that was the yeah, name. She won gold in twenty eighteen. Um, and she went first, and she blew. The NHL players away with how fast she was. She yeah. finished. She ended up finishing seventh out of eighth and uh, beat Clayton Keller. Yeah. Who, in and of itself, he's a fast he's dude. Pretty, pretty damn fast. <laughs> she was like one second off of McDavid's time, which ridiculous. McDavid's time was ridiculous. Thirteen yeah. three was just insane. It wasn't even his fastest time in the competition. Two years ago, he put like thirteen zero. He looked. <laughs> Effortlessly just skating <laughs> yes. around, and you're like, "Wait, he's much slower than that." Yeah. But turns out he's no, wins he's, it again, third year in a row. He has he has no try in that, and he still is blown. I don't think there's away. anybody in the league that can beat him. No, not a chance. Not, not at all. Like, McKinnon maybe, but that's 
that's the closest. Even then, I think just McDavid's just such a smooth skater and just so light on his edges and everything, and just it's unbelievable to watch guys like that play. Just yeah. the ability to go like, and in in his credit, Jake Gardner skates really really smoothly too. He's not as fast, obviously, but no. you see him on his edges sometimes coming out of the back. He is a smooth skater, mm-hmm. but no one can compare to McDavid. No, not, not a chance. Not at all. Not a chance. Not at all. Um, other big names in that skills competition, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, 12 saves in the save streak, and then got absolutely dummied by Jake, uh, Jeff Skinner <laughs> to yeah. end the streak. He, he had won at nine, but they were trying to see if he could win, uh, set the record that uh, Fleury made last year with 14. Um, he got to 12. They sat McDavid, though. Did you see that? No. Okay, so. Chance to see that. I, I happened to cl- watch in after my game last night, mm-hmm. and uh, they were, it was literally just at the end of Lundqvist's uh, save streak. So McDavid scored on him in the first uh, round, and they get three chances to make a, the longest streak. McDavid or er, Matthew scored on him in the first round, and then when it came back to Matthew's turn, they skipped him, and then they skipped him again, and then they skipped him again. He he only shot once against Lundqvist. All, all the other uh, Holtby, he shot twice. Everyone else, they shot twice. But no, that against Lundqvist, he only shot once. It's like, are you looking to break the record? That's that. That was what I was thinking. There. And uh, Stamkos scored two as, against Lundqvist, like the second one. Mm-hmm. But he got to shoot again in this in the twelfth streak. Oh, so I was like, this is weird. They just sat Matthews. He just wants to be one for one. That's all it was. Yeah, I guess I beat the, the guy who won. Hundred percent. Yeah, all it was. I just thought it was. I thought it was interesting that he had to sit and Stammer didn't. But um, hardest shot went to John Carlson. One hundred two point six. One hundred two six. So Washington Still. has back to back champions yeah. in that competition. Ovi won last year. Uh, Goudreau retained his title in the what puck is control. That, the puck control. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the that. one. Yeah. Uh, Pasternak won the accuracy contest. I'm not surprised about that. Missed the first shot. Yeah, he missed the first shot and then just dialed in. Dialed. Doughty is terrible at that one. I don't know why he keep doing. He keeps doing it. Doughty was terrible all night. Yeah. Everything I saw of Doughty, yeah. gross. I I'm not sure if he was playing it up though, because yeah, because he knows he's in San Jose. He knows that they hate him. So I'm not sure if he was trying to play it up a little bit that he was struggling or if he just. But he actually actually had a bad everything. night. It was bad. He had a. Yeah, it's 50-50 shot. It's a 50-50, right? Like, it could be that he was just playing it up or he was just having a terrible night. I did like Matthews bringing out the Marlow jersey. That was that nice. Was, that was they ended classic. up getting a nice picture together, yeah. too, yeah, with yeah. the rest of the he sharks. He got a picture with the three Sharks on the All-Star game, which made no sense to me, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, I think that, that as much as we ripped on the All-Star game last week, the skills competition is still fun. I, yeah, I think it's definitely fun. I think that's... It's like the slam dunk competition, the NBA, and yeah. three-point competition, stuff like that. People look forward to that kind of stuff. Yeah. The All-Star game itself is still a whole different story. I think they got to do something else to make it that much more inviting and want people to actually show up and care. I agree. But the skills competition is always that, – that's where you see the most miraculous saves and goals and anything anything under the sun that people want to pull out. That's what they do there, right? So. But you see the guys actually enjoying themselves out there. Yeah. That was, the, like that was the first time in the last couple of years that I've seen them all enjoy themselves. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. Oh, it's like when Pat, like Patty Kane, Superman, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like Corey Perry bringing out the, the mini, mini sticks back in the days, like that kind of stuff. It's like that's what people want. That's yeah. what people care about. But then it doesn't translate to the All Star game because it's skills competition. And okay, change the channel yeah. after. That's, so. that's pretty much it. Um, it was nice that they included um, Coin Schofield. She 
she held her own too and then they they had a couple other i think two canadians were in one of the competitions like women canadians um i can't remember which ones and i i missed that part of it i um, didn't i didn't and then there was then there was another Dude. american woman who was involved i don't think they were like actually part of the competition part but they did the drill right i think more to show what was going on um that could be something that they do to make it even that more interesting, the skills competition, like they have in the NBA, like the uh, the shooting competition in the NBA where they have one uh, former player, one current player, and one WNBA player. Yep. That could be something that they involve. They get the the women's league, uh, the CWHL, the uh, NWHL, yep. like players from there, get them involved. It's something just to get all the leagues sort of together uh, a little bit more. It's never going to be a 100% thing, but... To grow the sport of hockey, you got to do stuff like that. Some fresh faces for sure. Exactly. Add some energy into it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think with having Joe Field out there, it brought a different atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And the players loved it. Did you see her after she did her lap? She went down the benches and every every single player. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Daps all the way across. You didn't get that all the The other players didn't get that. Not a chance. She, right right away. But everyone. Like she started off with a bang. Oh, yeah. Like it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Great way to start. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, all-star games tonight. It'll be interesting, but I'm probably gonna flip it on and flip it off pretty quickly. Yeah, it's. I'd like to starts, see what the line is. What eight o'clock tonight? Seven thirty. I heard. It was, I heard it was like eight, eight fifteen or something. Eight fifteen. Is it eight? Okay, so the broadcast is seven thirty on uh, Sportsnet. I think first game's at eight, and then the second game's at eight fifteen or something like that. I don't yeah, know. it's just I don't. know. I'm interested to see the lines. That's really all I care about, and I really don't care after that. Just to see what the coaches do with players from different teams. That's yeah. really that's really all I'm curious about at this point. And after that, I could care less who wins. It doesn't matter. I, like I don't like. Is there something we can do to the All Star game to make it actually valuable so players care? Like MLB, MLB has home field advantage. Yeah. Yeah. In the World Series, right? I, I don't know if you can really do that in the NHL. No, because it's it to the purely based team. on best team, but. Well, we talked about this. Well, last they used week. to have that in the MLB too. The best team had home field advantage in the World Series, yeah. and then they changed it for the All Star Game. And now, I don't think MLB could go back no. because it just be- it's become part of the system. Yeah. So if it happens in the NHL that this game is now decides which conference gets home ice, home ice advantage in the Tonight. final, then you might see maybe yeah. And then it would become shit. part of the the culture. But I, I don't think that they'll do that. I really don't. As much as it would maybe help, I don't think it'll do no, that. No, I think this this goes competition of the All-Star Game is just a little break for a lot of teams. Yeah. Well, and, and that's why you see so many players that aren't doing it. Because it's, as you said, it, it's a break. It's a, a fun game. And some people would rather be with their families and go on a little vacation for a week or whatever maybe or just right? le- legitimately resting like yeah. Ovi. I feel like he's he's <laughs> going to be sitting in Washington maybe go, goes home for a, a week just relaxing. Yeah. The guy's exhausted. Is that, isn't one. there isn't there break week right after the yeah, break? Yeah. They have so. they have a week and a half or something between games. So, it makes the yeah, most sense. Yeah, they're probably on the bye week or something. Yeah. Um moving on, uh I want to talk some predictions. We're midway through the season, pretty much. I know it's the unofficial midway point where they're just over 42 games. Yep. Where do we see the NHL playoffs sort of starting? Like, Are we going to see a surprise team sort of usurp a couple spots? Or are we pretty much looking at what we're looking at for the final? I think 
in the Atlantic, it's Tampa 1, and then there's three or four other teams that can be 2-3. Uh, I think Boston, Montreal, and Toronto are all kind of like vi- vying for those two last spots. And yeah. obviously one of, the, one of those other teams is probably going to get a wild card. Yeah, and play um, the first place team. Maybe play probably, right, like right now it's the Islanders. If the Islanders keep it up, yeah. in the they, way they're playing right the now, they get the best wild card team. Which yeah, it could be a that could be a tough going if it's Boston or Toronto. Right now it's Boston. Right now it's yeah. Boston. I'm just saying because those two teams are going to be like if you're playing Toronto, that's a fast team. They have some playoff experience from last year, not yeah. much. I'll give them that. They don't have much. The Islanders don't have any. Right. That well, that, that would put the, the Leafs in. Uh, I would say the Islanders' core don't have many, but I think they do. You look at Clutterbuck. Sizikas, Matt Martin, they have experience. They were in the playoffs before. Yeah. And that line specifically, that can match up with Boston's line for bumping and grinding. I think the yes. Islanders, if they match up with Boston, they can match them physically. But I think it really comes down to goaltending at that point. And do I trust Robin Lehner against Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak? Who knows who they're actually going to start. But do I trust them? I don't know. He's been do a risk. Do I trust Rask? <laughs> what kind of what Rask are we getting? Is the question. That's, that's what I mean. Do you well, trust Rask right now? I think the biggest thing is: Do you even start Rask, or do you start Halak? No, I think you start Rask just for his experience. But, but, but they look, both haven't been consistent. I was going to say, but look that's at look at Halak's they, they aren't consistent like, statistics in the playoffs. Yeah, he, when he was in the playoffs, he carried Montreal. Yeah, that's true. All right, like he he's a great goalie, and he's probably one of the, if not the best, backup in the league. Yeah. Because he's basically a one A one B. It's him and Soros are basically fighting for that best backup in the league. I would right say Brassois up there right now with Winnipeg too. Yeah, but Brassois has not shown it over multiple years. This is yeah. the first year he's really been a top backup. Yeah. Right. I'm saying if you're looking at best backup in the league, you got to look over the last few years. What about Curtis, Curtis McElhaney? I agree. I think McElhaney's, <laughs> but I, I think Halak and Soros are better than McElhaney. McElhaney's a perfect fit as a backup, yeah. but I don't think he's the best backup that there is yeah. in the league. If Rask plays, he'll be on a short leash. That's about oh, it. for sure, that's yeah. fair. Because they and have someone. So ready, then, so. who like who does Montreal ma- match up with then? Who I guess it would be what, Montreal Leafs. So they end up two three in Boston. Yeah. Ends up wild card. Yeah, that would be a fun matchup. Yeah. Well, and th- then you can see if, tr- if can Carey Price truly carry him through the playoffs. Yeah, that'd be because like Montreal's offense is good, but I don't know how they're going to carry over in the playoffs. That defense is trash. Outside of Weber. Yeah. So there's no one on that defense that I trust. That's the, it's it's one of those, but they match up because they're both skilled teams. Yeah, but they don't have the biggest of guys either. So it's not going to be a bump and grind. Se- like it will be a bump and grind series, purely for the rivalry. But it's going to be more of a skilled who can score more type of series. Yeah, rather than like a Toronto Boston, which is is a two one game, and there's four guys down in the corner because it's a brawl at the end of the game. If you're the Leafs, you'd rather Montreal. Oh, for sure. To break the little curse. Yeah. No, it's just because th- it's just a matchup thing. Like I think the Leafs player for player are better than Boston. Would anyone argue that? Oh, like if you go line by line, player for player, we have a deeper forward core. Yeah. Right? I, I, the goaltending is a wash because I think Freddie and Rask, when they're both on, are really, really good goalies. And defense. Defense is Boston. Defense is 100%. Boston. But I think our forward court. So it's it's a matchup thing. Though. It's I, I would say you can completely wash out the top two lines because Pashanak, yeah. Marshawn, Bergeron. No matter who you match up with, they're probably going to take that that line out 
no matter what. And then, that line's going to be invisible throughout the playoffs. And then the Leafs' second line is going to be better than the Bruins' second line. Probably. Uh, who is the Bruins' second line? That's my point. Krejci, DeBrusque, and Donato. That's my point. That's my point. I would take Tavares, Kapanen, and whoever else is on that line. <laughs> Probably. But, it, then, it's, but, like, see, I think the Leafs match up better with Tampa than they do Boston. I agree. And I think if if the Leafs get Montreal and then Tampa back to back rounds, I think they have a better chance of making it. Yeah. Than they do if they get Boston, Tampa, or Boston, whoever makes it on. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I I totally agree with that. It's that's what I'm saying. If you're the Leafs, you kind of want Montreal to finish third, yeah. or you to drop to four. Yeah. Which. But right now. You don't want to drop to four. But right now, Tampa gets Pittsburgh in the first round. Yeah. That's a tough match. That's. To me, if I'm Tampa, I, I'm I, I'm worried about that, especially the way Matt Murray's played right now. Yeah. If Matt Murray shows up like he has in the past, then it could be a tough matchup for Tampa. If I told you you had to guess who has the second best goal differential in the Metropolitan Division, who'd you bet? Metropolitan. The Metro. So Islanders, Washington, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Rangers. Second best. Best is the Islanders. I'll give you that one. I would probably say Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's Pittsburgh. Is it? Oh, they have a Murray. plus 23 goal differential. Hmm. Well, because in the beginning of the year, they had to score their way to win games. Yeah, there you go. They have the second most goals in the division behind Washington. Yeah. But Washington just Washington's gives up a ton. Powerhouse, though. But Washington just gives up a ton. That's their problem. So, yeah, if you're Tampa, you'd be, I would be looking at that Pittsburgh series and be like, a little worried. Okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please hope Columbus drops. Yeah. Um, but like wa- Washington, Columbus, like that'd be a fun matchup. It would be, but I'm taking Washington. I take Washington, but I, th- I still think it would be a fun matchup. I think Columbus could probably steal a couple games. They could. I think it really depends. I think it's a six game series. It, honestly, I think it comes down to goaltending. I think it comes if Bob shows up, like Bob can, he can make it a two one game, and Columbus walks out of there. Yeah, that's true. If Holtby shows up like he has previously in the playoffs, where he plays like crap during the regular season, yeah. And then shows up and becomes one of the best. One of the best. Yep. In the no, playoffs. I, I agree. I agree. All right. So I, I think. Uh, all right. Let's move to the West then. As you say, yeah. Let's move over to the West. Um, if you're looking at that Central Division, you got Winnipeg, Nashville, Minnesota, and then you got Dallas and Colorado sitting in the two wild card spots right now, all from the Central. So that means Winnipeg gets Dallas. Winnipeg gets. Yeah. Dallas, Dallas, yes, because Calgary's top in the West. <laughs> I'm, I'm not worried about that as Winnipeg. No. <laughs> um, um, Nashville, Minnesota, I don't think it's as close as you guys think. I, 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 I say Nashville. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. no, I agree. I 100% agree. I was, just, I was just reading. No, absolutely. And then you got what? Cal- Calgary, Calgary, Colorado. Colorado. That would be a fun matchup. Just for speed-wise, I, I, I feel like yeah. as an Avs fun. fan, you kind of expect that we're going to lose that, but... It'd be a fun matchup to watch just to for see speed. The, the top line, yeah. just to play. see street I think, speed. Yeah, and I think it's going to be again. It comes down to goaltending as much as yeah, it does. It, it in does the, in the playoffs. Like it's just like in the NFL playoffs. NFL playoffs comes to your defense. Can your defense show up? If they can, you have a better chance of winning the game. I agree. Like you're not passing as much. You're running the ball a hell of a lot more than you would in the regular season. Yeah. It's just like the NHL. The NHL comes down to it's not you're not going to win games seven six. I know. You're going to win games 4 3, 3 2, 2 1, 2 1, <laughs> one, 1 nothing, nothing like yeah. that kind of stuff. Where yeah, it comes I agree. To, you're literally sitting on the couch biting your nails because you're like, holy crap. Holy you need crap, your goalie to crap. show up. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Um, so, but I, I say that I feel like that would be a fun matchup that Colorado, Colorado, uh, uh, Colorado, Calgary. 
Oh, for sure. Like offensive wise, it's it's gonna be great. Um, I think it's. Goalies are hoping they're better than the offense. Grubauer or Varlamov? To start, Varley. The way he's playing this year, Grubauer has And then Redich over Smith, I'm assuming? Oh, 100%. I don't think there's any argument in that one anymore. Yeah. I there's think more of an argument in Colorado, yeah. but I still think Varlamov this year, the way he's played, and the way Grubauer has kind of struggled a little bit, mm-hmm. Varlamov's the starter. I think the best matchup is the San Jose-Vegas one. Absolutely. Vegas, can they repeat what they did last year? Absolutely. And San Jose, can Martin Jones stop a puck? And can San Jose's powerhouse of offense, defense be stopped? Yeah. If, I t- if I told you, don't look at my screen because it's up. Don't look at your screen or phone because I know you have it there too. Top three goal-scoring teams in the West. Goal-scoring teams. Goal-scoring teams in the West. Like goals four. Goals four. Not goals against. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about goal differential. Goal-scoring teams in the West. San Jose is one of them. Okay, who are your three? San Jose... Uh, the Jets. Okay. Calgary. Okay. I would probably say Calgary, Jets, Vegas. Okay. Calgary is number one with 190 goals for. San Jose is number two with 167. Or, I'm sorry. Let me correct that. 187. I read that I was wrong. Say, that's, a, that's a big goal differential between one and two. Yeah. Third is Colorado with 169. Winnipeg is fourth with 167. Two goals. Two goals. Hmm. But then you look. I'm surprised by that for Colorado. But you have that top line. Yeah, but see, I'm not. That's the thing. I think their top line. No, I'm just surprised because I I did think Winnipeg would be ahead of them. I I kind of thought Nashville would be ahead of them just because of where they are on the standings. Like the standings are usually pretty indicative of how many goals you're scoring. Yeah, usually not always. I think I think when it comes to Winnipeg is. If they had line A firing on all cylinders and Ailers firing on all cylinders oh, yeah. and scoring like they usually can, it's oh, yeah. they they would be at least number two, if not number one. It also still surprises me that if you look at goal differential in the West, two teams have a zero or a negative goal differential that are currently sitting in playoff spots. But they're all coming out of the central. The Minnesota central. has a zero goal differential. Trash. Hundred and forty two goals for, hundred and forty two goals against. Well, it's good for them. It's because Dubnik hasn't <laughs> Like he hasn't, he hasn't been stolen the same anything. Goal he was a year and a half, last two years. I know. It's just amazing that they have a zero. Do you know how hard it is to have a zero goals for this far into the season? They or were they were planning it. They, they wanted they wanted people to talk about it. <laughs> they wanted Midway me to talk through, about it. What's the big talking point? Yeah. Zero. Zero. Even. They're even. Um do you guys have any big stories from the first half of the year? Anything you're looking forward to for the second half? Kyle, we'll start with you because of that big sigh. <laughs> I just, it's it's a very close matchup all the way around. I think Every game and every night is huge for the rest of the season. Yeah. And I think it hasn't – I don't think it's really been like this in a little while, that it's been neck and neck at this point of the season. Yeah. Like, yes, there's definitely some teams that have, like, separated themselves. Yeah. There's the bottom ten teams that are out, basically. Yeah. And then – but there's three or four teams that are – every position is up for grabs right now. Yeah, and I think I just there's not it's not obviously it's not really a story, but I just think it'll be interesting second half of the season that every game is crucial. Yeah, it, it's it'll be fun. I mean, you very rarely get to have tight matchups all the way down to the end, and right now we don't know if they're going to be tight matchups, but mm-hmm. you kind of hope that they are. Like, if if they can continue like this. It'll be entertaining for all the fans, mm-hmm. not just 
the teams that are blowing people out of the water. Oh, for sure. Right? Irfan, how about you, bud? You got any good ones? Yeah, I think I'm going to look at the Western wild card. Because okay. n- I don't think anyone's really been consistent aside from the top six from there or the top five, I would say. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest eye that I'm going to keep an eye on just because yeah, we'll see where it goes. Because yeah. like, you're looking at Vancouver, Anaheim, Colorado, all within. How close is Edmonton? Edmonton sitting at 49 points, three points out. So, I mean, anything could happen in the West because no one's actually been consistent in the yeah. West aside from, you know, our top five. There's oh, seven okay. teams within three points of the first wild card spot in the West. Oh, and the East is not even close, though. It's, I, think, I think there's maybe one or two teams that are close. Uh, Buffalo, Carolina are both four points behind Pittsburgh. Um, Carolina's played two more games, though. So, uh, Rangers are nine. Yeah. So, like, it's set basically down to seven or eight teams. While in the West, it's still anybody anybody's game for those last two wild cards. Yeah, there's literally two teams that are out. Yeah, and like that's Chicago and L.A. Well, you can see Chicago doing no. something. No? no, no, not even to pray for it. I have no faith in that Chicago team. Corey Crawford is skating though, so he may come back. You never I know. still have no. Patty faith Kane's in that. still scoring goals. I mean, what is he up to? Seventy-two points or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. I still have. He no has faith what thirty in that something team. goals yeah. last time I checked. Yeah. I still have no faith in that. I Chicago mean, you still look at it. They're seven points out of a playoff spot. So, again, that's why I think the West wild cards could be fun. But, again, there's seven teams within three points of the first wild card spot. That's that's ridiculous. Um, I think that'll pretty much do it for hockey, eh, guys? Anything Mm. else? No? No. Okay. Let's move on. NFL Championship weekend was last week. Go Pats. I hate you people. Um, There are some awesome games. Two overtime games. First time that's ever happened in championship weekend. Uh, Pats Chiefs. Let's start with that one because that's the one that you guys liked. Sure. Uh, It was that was a fun game. As an outsider who really didn't, who really had no horse in the race. I mean, yes, I kind of wanted the Chiefs to win just to see how you guys would react. Mm -hmm. But I'm okay with the Pats being there. I really am. (laughs) You're one of about ten people that are actually okay with that. I'm okay with it. But that game could have gone either way. There yeah. were there were chances for the Chiefs to end that game in regulation. There were chances for the Pats to end that game in regulation. Yeah, it well, went to overtime. And as soon as that coin flip went to Patriots' way, everybody in the NFL knew what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> it was done. All right, good night. Bye. <laughs> we knew. Everyone knew. Well, I, I think the I think the Pats let the Chiefs back into the game by not capitalizing on a terrible first half. Yes. Being up yeah. by 14 yeah. points. Yeah. When it could have been twenty-one to twenty-eight, oh yeah, is a huge letdown, which is why it gave the Chiefs a chance. You're credit, down by, you're credit the Chiefs, though. Oh, for sure. You, you're down yeah, by you're down 100%. by two touchdowns. Patty Mahomes throws a touchdown in a minute and a half, and you're down by seven, and it's a completely different ball game. Of course. And Mahomes played fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I thought he played great, and it was, I don't know, it, it was a great game. I it was great to watch it wasn't great on the heart because i'm pretty sure i had about four heart attacks just four but, yeah <laughs> i thought it was more no it was the tipped interception that came back on an offside call i'm pretty sure i broke something in my house um <laughs> pretty sure you i did. could see that i, I could I, totally I, see I, I definitely did <laughs> what was it this time <laughs> I, I kicked the chair i shouldn't have um <laughs> My leg may have gone sorry, flying. Sorry, parents. Yeah. Um, just, it was a back and forth game, and it, it was 
fantastic. As soon as the Chiefs scored and gave two minutes on the clock with Brady, I, I looked at my dad and you said, something was up. I looked at my dad and said, they gave him way too much time. They did. <laughs> and the thing was, they didn't mean to. No. Like, that w- it was like two plays that just went way longer than they should have. Then, then the sad thing is the Pats left too much time with 30 seconds on the clock for Mahomes to go back Agreed. down. Agreed. And that's the thing. That Mahomes showed that he can play. Yeah. He made a couple mistakes, but he's also a young player. And I thought he played really, really well in yeah. that game. He brought them back into the game, yeah. which was fantastic. And the fact that I got pushed to OT. Yeah. And I don't think you can blame that one on Andy Reid. No, no. Every, everyone was ripping Andy Reid for losing. I'm like, he just pushed the Patriots to overtime when they were down at halftime. That never happened. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was Andy Reid. I say the DC for Kansas City, obviously, Fair. which is why he was fired. Fair. Um, no, but everyone. Everyone talks about Andy Reid's playoff well, things. Like, it's like the, the guy no, just coached no, yeah. Patriots to overtime. What? Had arguably the me, best player. Edelman ripped you absolutely apart. Oh, that was. Yeah. That was. A why clinic. are you not double teaming him? That's a clinic. Why are you not putting a linebacker underneath and then a corner straight on him, not letting that like slant come in? It was a clinic. Like it was one of those Brady would have to go somewhere else, and he doesn't Edelman, really have any. Edelman else to made go. one mistake the whole game, and it was the tip off his fingers. <laughs> that was it. The, the the phantom tip or the actual tip? <laughs> no, no, no. The the actual one. The phantom tip. They did a great job yeah. on the broadcast, and I'm I was impressed with all the angles that they showed. Yeah. They proved that he never touched yeah. it. Yeah. It originally looked like he did. Oh, absolutely. I think I, everyone I, thought he did. That, I get, that was when my heart stopped. It was, <laughs> oh, crap, he just fumbled the ball. Oh, no. But, yeah. So. No, the um, actual tip off his fingers was the only yeah. mistake he made. And he did, a, he did a smart thing on that first phantom tip by putting his hands up. Saying, yeah. I never touched that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, he got out of the way. He didn't even try to go back and get the ball because he knew if he did, it looks really bad. Yeah. Obviously, looking back at that game, people are going to come back to the – there, there was two phantom calls. Yeah. There was a pass interference against Sammy Watkins that was not pass interference by any means. That was the guy running side by side with him. I know. And, uh, no. Okay. And then the roughing the passer hit Brady's shoulder called as a roughing the passer, which I'm not going to complain. But <laughs> you but should. It but it was the wrong call. What was and the other one? There was, there was another one that uh, I think there was a missed call for the Chiefs. Where the guy reached over the top and hit Mahomes' face mask like barely, but he didn't he didn't move his head. Oh no, it, it was the exact same play. It was, it was the exact. I know it, it was the it same was, play. That's it was, was where like he hit the shoulder and then like grazed his face it's, mask. Yeah. But then Brady got hit in the shoulder and pulled his face mask a little bit more, and that one gets called. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Was, like yeah. it was a missed call on that one. Yeah, if you exactly. call the second one, like it's, exactly. So um, yeah. So speaking of missed calls. I was going to let Irfan talk about the Chiefs game, but are we good to move on to that missed call in the Rams game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, NFL. How? Just how does that happen? There are how many how many officials are on the field? Uh, this, is, this is a serious question because I'm not 100% sure. It's like six or seven. Six or seven, six, I believe. Yeah. Six or seven. It how many were within 10 feet of that play? Like three? Three. How? Well, they broke that play down, and then they said there's possibility of four, four calls. I know, but there's two real calls. Yeah, but that they missed. They missed a blatant pass interference because the guy never turned around, didn't even try to play the ball, and took the other player out of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. The second is a hit to the head, which is what the NFL has been preaching all year that they want to cut from the game. 
And then in one of the biggest games of the year, in probably one of the biggest moments you're going to have in the year, they forget what they're calling? I, I don't I don't think anybody was ever going to call that call, though. The pass interference they should No, pass interference, yes, but I don't think anybody was ever going to call head, helmet to helmet. But if you call the pass interference, you could have called both. It wouldn't oh, matter. No. It would be the same yards. No, I know, but I'm just saying I, I think it was either pass, pass interference or nothing. I don't think anybody was ever going to call that helmet to helmet. Really? Because they just fined him this week for the helmet to helmet hit. Oh, I know, but I don't think they were ever going to call that actually on the field. <sighs> but if you don't call it on the field, you shouldn't. The fine is because of the calls that are on the field, and that's what it should be. They should be calling it on the field because that's what they're supposed to be getting rid of. The amount of, the amount of fines on the field that aren't flagged or go unnoticed? I know, but they should be. Like the, Especially when the NFL all season was preaching. They're trying to get rid of hits to the head. Yeah. If you're preaching it and you're saying every hit to the head should be a penalty? But I, I don't think you can call every hit to the head. No, every hit, every, every, hit every, like every, that? Like, but even then, it's if somebody makes a form tackle... Your head is connecting with their head. That's technically a head-to-head contact. You can't call that as a foul. Then you can't tackle. Yeah. And then if you do arm tackles, the running backs and wide receivers and stuff, get your ass off me. Stiff arm. You're done. And that's why offense was so high this year because defense doesn't know how to tackle anybody without getting fined or flagged. Yeah, but you understand what I'm saying. I, I get that, but I think the NFL has to set out and show defense what is a form tackle because even if you make a form tackle, some refs are throwing flags. You're I like, agree. You're like, how how much? Yeah, is you could go. You could go back to the Clay Matthews passer oh, uh, roughing the passer calls at the beginning of the year. Yeah. What was wrong with those? Well, and then it's it's like what? I, I feel like quarterbacks have about a foot radius where you can actually tackle them, unless it's a pass interference call. Yeah, and. It's I shoulder, shoulder to hips, basically. And I understand that they lower. want to protect the passers. I get that. And I get that there's extra precautions. Yeah. But when a guy clearly does a, a, a good tackle, right, and lands on the quarterback or lands on a player, how is that not a clean tackle? All of a sudden, because he's landing on them, now it's not a clean tackle? You're not hitting the head. You're not hitting the knee. You're not hitting the ankle. You're hitting in the middle of the body. And because your momentum takes you that way, as you're running at the guy to tackle him, which is what you've been taught your whole life, now it's a penalty. Well, like you said, Kyle, you just got to come up. Like, I think the league needs to say to us, I agree. This is the hit that you're allowed to do, and this is what you're not allowed to do. Anything in between, still a flag. Yeah. You got to set the limits. It it comes down to it's football, grow up, and know how to take a hit. I get it. Protect the head, sure. But that's a legitimate Grow up, take a hit. If you get knocked in the ribs, throw the ball quicker. Get rid of the ball quicker. Protect yourself. Yeah, I like agree. The league will do their best to protect hits on the head. Yeah, but, but it's anything else, you're right. You, it's it's football. Agree. You grew up knowing how to play football. You grew up probably wanting to smoke a guy, which is why you played football. <laughs> is that why you played football? Yes. <laughs> it, it was. Is that why you played best. hitting contact I was, hockey with I was, one year? I was a great – I was always, always been a big kid. The best part about that is you can flatten people. <laughs> That's why I played football. That's why I played rugby. Like that's why you played hit, hitting hockey. Like that it's one year. it's just one of those. It's people have to understand. It's a game. It's where you're designed game. to flatten the other person. It's part of the game. Like I I, I totally get helmets, concussions, all that kind of stuff. And I, and I understand. And I understand knees too. Yes. If, if the if the main point of contact is the knee, that's a bad tackle. But but the yes. other th- but you can't do ankle tackles. You can't tackle a quarterback by the ankles. So my 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 
my issue with that one is how you tackle around the ankles. If you're grabbing the guy's ankles, it's fine. I'm saying when no, you're going then, down right that, on the ankle. Even that's a flag. I know. I agree. I think that's wrong. But then there's other people I, like, I they end up wrong. getting pushed into the quarterback, but the ref doesn't see it, and it's a flag. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But as a defenseman, you're like, ah. I, I, I don't know what to do. Like His lineman pushed yeah. me. It's like in hockey when you get pushed into the opposing goalie and you get a goaltender interference yeah. call. You're like, I, I, but I, I wasn't even yeah. going at him. Oh, <laughs> but you had a chance to stop. Not no, when I'm on no, my knees. No, no, not at all. He's pushing no. me? What are you talking about? No, I think it's trying Great to Great one in our game last night. Jeez. Oh, yeah. our, our buddy from high school, yeah. Greg, is the goalie for our men's league team. He uh, had a guy take his feet out from under him. Oh, I'm sure he was happy about that. Next play, Greg grabbed him and just fell on top. Of, <laughs> <laughs> of course, he did. that sounds like Greg. Yeah. Actually, that guy got tossed. The one that was ch- huh. chipping Greg the whole game. So, Interesting. Uh, um, but yeah, I I just think going back to what we were originally talking sorry, about. Sorry, tangent. I'm sorry. Um, I think they definitely should have made that call, and that's why I think I think flags should be reviewable. Agreed. I think they should be challengeable. The CFL brought that in, where and they also brought pass interference. As a challengeable call, yeah. and it worked. It does. Yes. Because it's one of those. <laughs> that would have changed yes. that Rams game. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, if you have the opportunity to challenge that play, you throw the challenge flag, and that flag, okay, now you got pass interference. They know exactly where the ball goes. Yeah. And, I, it, yeah. and it's one of those, I, it, I, I get split-second decisions, refs, and whatever, stuff like that. But that, I think something like that should be reviewable. Not necessarily all calls, like offside and stuff like that. No. no False starts, like, that kind of stuff. No. Pass interference. No, something that legitimately disrupts a play. I think it should be pass interference. I think it should be hit to the heads. Agreed. Looking, You look at the NCAA. If you get a targeting call, you're, you're ejected. Yeah. I, I, do, I does the NFL it. look at something like that where the, if they truly do want to protect the head, and there's a targeting hit to the head call. I love that call in the NC2A. I think that's one of the best things that they've brought in in the last five years. Yep. Because it it has protected many players. And it also stops games from getting way out of hand. Because yep. if one player gets targeted in the game, you know what's happening the next play that that guy's on the field. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going back the other way. Mm-hmm. And then it, it just escalates, and all of a sudden you're at the point where, oh, good, now we're all hitting each other at the head or, or we're all hitting each other up high like it's it yeah, just becomes a dangerous no. dangerous game no i think maybe maybe bring that into the nfl Cleaning and ob- obviously they have to get voted on and all kind of, of stuff and do, but i think past weekend yeah. is a great example oh, of exactly. why it has to be and then but then you roll it out in the preseason if it works in the preseason hey let's try it in the regular season let's do that like the pitch clock in the mlb they had yeah. to vote it they tried it in the preseason they tried it in I minors i don't agree with that though it's but, uh, but I'm saying they did it the right way. They yeah. brought it in through the minors. Yeah. They brought it in through spring training. They did it the right way, and they finally got it in. I think it's too short, but whatever. Nobody really cares about the pitch clock, to be honest. Yeah, Even matter. pitchers that are going, they're still going to go on their own pace. Yeah, it doesn't matter. What are they going to oh, One ball. One ball. Sorry. Yeah, you didn't pitch the ball in time. Nobody cares. I'm going to pitch however I want to pitch. Yeah. Don't change me. But, like, no one actually enforced it. Yeah, the they did. Did they? A couple times. A couple times, but not as much as what, what we do you, thought What do you they even would. get? Is it yeah, an automatic? You, you get a warning, I believe, and then I don't know what's after that. I only saw the warning. for this, no? I only saw the warning, so I can't, if, I can't say what If you can get ejected escalate. for that, <laughs> then it's kind of... <laughs> the MLB is grasping at nothing. <laughs> air. There's lots of air in that grasp. Yeah. Well, it's the time between that's the air they're grasping at. Well, and then they're... Apparently trying to bring back the 15-day DL because 
pretend the day didn't work. Well, the ten day did work, but then it's it was abused. The teams were <laughs> abusing it by calling up and sending down pitchers all the time to try and replace people. Yeah. And fifteen day DL is you have one guy up for fifteen days rather than sending him down after two days and sending calling him back up after. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that was a fun call and that one in the Rams game, and it's going to be the topic of controversy probably all off season after the Super Bowl. Oh, for sure, it'll be. Oh, well, what if? What if it was Patriots Saints? Oh, what if yeah. Mahomes scored a touchdown and it was Chiefs Saints? <laughs> yeah. Chiefs Rams. Like whatever. who gets the call, right? Yeah. 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 Um, let's move on. Uh, we'll do our Super Bowl preview next weekend, next Saturday. Sure. Don't worry, I know you're uh, out of commission on yes, Sunday. It's I, fine. Uh, <laughs> I am locking my house. Saturday. I Sounds good. Making, Saturday. I am making my food <laughs> all day on Sunday. Yeah, we're very excited about <laughs> the food. Yeah, don't don't talk to me. <laughs> I am getting in the game mood from when I wake up. <laughs> um, let's move on to soccer. One thing I want to talk about is Champions League. I know it doesn't start up again until February, which is fine. But there's some awesome matchups in the round of 16. I'm excited. All right. I'll go through them all, and you guys pick out some that you would really like. I got mine, obviously, but that's fine. Um, Schalke City. Yeah. Atletico Juventus will be fun. That'll be good. United uh, PSG will be very interesting. True test for OG. Uh, Tottenham Dortmund won't be as entertaining as I thought it was going to be originally. Uh, Lyon Barcelona. Roma Porto. Ajax, Madrid, Liverpool, Bayern. So we'll start with you, Irfan. W- what is your matchup that you picked out that you really like? Boy, I have two. Okay. Um, I think the first biggest one is Liverpool-Bayern. I, I don't know how Klopp's going to play against Bayern. That's what I'm worried about. Um, And the second one, I think I'm going to go Madrid-Ajax only, only because Madrid has not had a good season this year. Mm-hmm. And Ajax just sold one of their best players. Yeah, De Jong. For what, 75 mil? Ridiculous. $300,000 wage per week uh, for what, 18-year-old? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, no, I'm I putting wish, that man, can you imagine making that at 18? <laughs> no, I can't. Pay off what debt? Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? No, absolutely. Just see if Madrid have what it takes because they, they play completely different football in the Champions League, no. but come league, they struggled. They haven't looked good. I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch the Girona game a couple of days ago. They played like trash. Absolute crap. They're very, very lucky to win I, that game. I, I wonder who they're missing. Is it Ronaldo? Uh, maybe. Possibly. Uh, I don't know. Someone named Ronaldo. Somebody, they sold somebody. I don't know who it was. They, they've they're lost. missing a lot. <laughs> but that was one of the two matchups I Has had. Has Gareth like. Bale showed up at all this year? In the beginning, he did. Is he hurt? He hasn't uh, been healthy in a really long time. Hundred percent healthy. Yeah, Vardy, you got any matchups that you saw you really wanted to talk about? He kind of took mine. Uh, mine was Liverpool Bayern, but yeah. Um, other than that, like obviously, I know yours coming up. I'm not going to spoil it, but um, you, you can go for it. Ta- Tottenham know. Dortmund would have been good, but yeah. Tottenham's not healthy. <laughs> Tottenham has uh, none of their top three players, and it was like it was kind of evidence that they needed them, like in the Chelsea game in the League <laughs> Cup, where it just oh, yeah. Chelsea dominated that entire game and probably could have won five one plus if oh yeah <laughs> easily <laughs> which so we'll see if if Tottenham can pull it out and they can reach the next round with 
a healthy squad, it could be a different story. But well, let's see if they bring something in, right? Yeah. Poch came out and said that they're not changing their transfer yeah, policy. Yeah. So, okay, so that would be a no. Um, yeah, obviously, mine's United PSG. I, as a United fan, you saw that originally, and you're just like, oh god, the way Mourinho was managing the squad, you're just you're just like, oh, we couldn't have got a worse draw. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, Neymar's hurt. United's on an eight-game winning streak. This could be fun. <laughs> so you're so you're saying there's a chance. This could be fun. There, I, I, think I agree. They win, I think they win at Old Trafford. Yeah. I think they have a legitimate chance of winning at Old Trafford in Paris. Different story. It's a different story, but uh, that's that was the case regardless. Yeah. You have you're gonna have to win big at home and try to limit as any goals against. But not when Mourinho was there. I think we would have been like <laughs> one 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 one. We're content with one one. No no no. Mourinho's content with zero zero. <laughs> We didn't concede. That's all we that matters. Concede. That's all that matters. Is De Gea gonna show up and yes. be an All Star? Yes. There's no doubt. No doubt in my mind. Um, but it, it'll be interesting because PSG. Yes, Neymar might be hurt, might not play. If he does play, will he be 100 percent debatable? But they still have some great offensive weapons. You got Mbappe up there. You got Cavani. You got uh, De, De Maria. Could be fun. Oh, for sure. United are rolling into form. As I said, eight straight. They'll might be at 9 or 10 by the time they play that game because I think they have two games this week. They play uh, they play Leicester next Sunday. Isn't it Burnley first? And then they play Burnley in the in the week. Okay. So I think they have two games before then, um, if not one. And so that, that'll be fun. I think it'll be a good matchup. The other one that I'm kind of interested in that you guys didn't mention was the uh, Madrid-Juventus. Atletico. I, I, I don't know enough about them. Like, obviously, Juventus, but I don't know if, enough about Atletico to actually... Ronaldo's an Atletico killer, yeah. is what we know. Yeah, but Atletico's second in oh, the Spanish it? league behind Barcelona. Didn't Atletico just buy... Uh, Morata came back Morata. on a loan. Morata came back. Yeah, yeah. they need something so. other than Griezmann to get them out of their troubles. Yeah. So, see if him going back to Atletico can re-spark his... Yeah, probably will. They've scoring, taken, what, three Chelsea strikers in the last five years, and they've all something had like that, some... Yeah, yeah don't, uh, don't get me started on Torres, Costa, and Morata now. Yeah, you, you can have Torres, it's fine. But hey, he went there and actually played well, though. Oh, I'll I give know. him credit. He knew his role. That's what it was. We'll see what Iguain does for Chelsea now. Yeah. Um, Griezmann scored an absolutely world, worldy today. Does he stay? Yes. Come summer? Yes. Yeah. Where else is he going to go? Where does he need to go? I don't know. Does he want to win the league? I don't know. They're two, point, they're two points back of Barca right now. Yeah. Yes, Barca has an extra game, but they're two points back. They are well within range. I would like to point out, Madrid, like Real, is fourth in the Spanish league. Yeah. Is Al, Al Alaves still behind them or ahead of them or something like that at one point? Uh, no, Sevilla's the... They're actually tied for third with Sevilla. Um Alves is four points back of those two teams, which good for them. I did not expect that. They were seventeenth or something last year, coming out flying. Well, I don't think anybody expected Real to be where they were. Like they were supposed no. to be. One no one, two. no one expected Real to drop that far. I think it was a little drop, just expecting, of course, like losing their striker, maybe you, third or. As I say, you still expect probably two, three, like at least not yeah. being tied for third with Sevilla. Like, yeah, but no. I don't think they've had a good coaching system at all. Nah, that's fair. Well, when you live and die off of. Ronaldo being Ronaldo your main one of the greatest. Like <laughs> when you live and die of Ronaldo being yeah. Ronaldo, yeah. Um, another surprise for me, and this is just more because I didn't know that it was happening. Bayern's third in the German league. Yep, they have not had a good start, no. but they're coming to form. 
coming who knew i just didn't know so yeah, um is it uh gladback was third last time i checked they're second they're second now yeah, yeah. And i think Dortmund's i think uh munich has a game in hand though so they're tied for second yeah it's gonna come down to dortmund and Bayern at the end of it probably yeah. dortmund's building up a good cushion yeah. so they, they're, they, they're probably gonna take it well. um yeah so those those are going not this coming week but the week after so keep your eyes out for those uh you guys want to move on to our uh, matchups of the week? Are there any major stories you want to talk about in soccer before we move on? Um, Earth one, you had a great one last week, and I thought it was uh, the uh, racism one. That was awesome. I yeah, really appreciate I you bringing that, that in. Yeah, no, I had a bunch of people actually. A couple of my friends, we were talking about it at lunch yesterday. It came up again that yeah. they, even though they're like, it's a huge culture shock for them coming from Ottawa to Toronto and seeing yeah. it as well, and they're like, oh, it's unbelievable, it's ridiculous. Um, any other big stories you guys have? I mean, other than a couple of loans and buys, um, like I said, Poachers staying flat with Spurs. Arsenal looking to pick up a winger, not a defender. Who, by the way, they've had the worst luck with defenders in the last couple of years. They just lost three in the last week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some news in soccer. Uh, Sad news, actually. Cardiff player missing. Um, Yeah, and they they pulled off the search, too. They did, but the family has not stopped, so... Prayers to them. Well, and then Messi came out and saying, like, don't stop the search. No. So I think on behalf of GDS, uh, prayers to the family and the teams. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, do you want to talk some big transfers, I guess, while we're while we're still talking soccer? Sure. I, um, I did mes- mention uh, Dion yeah, to Barcelona Dion. for 75. Um, Dion was a big one. Piatic from Genoa to Milan. Uh, I know it's only 35 mil, but you're looking at that and – it might be a huge steal for Milan. It could easily be a steal. Um, Pulisic to yeah. Chelsea, but staying staying at Dortmund for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think to give them the extra push to win. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Um, we'll see where he fits in Chelsea, though. Yeah, Iguain to Chelsea as well. Finally, I think that's a finally, good pickup. Finally, get a striker that's that a understands the system exactly. at Chelsea. Yeah, they're talented. Well, they were also yeah. apparently going after. I think it was Cavani. I think it was. Yeah, they were going after the a few people, was, and I think they, they weren't going to let Cavani was not going. No. Anywhere. No, no. Um, um, another surprise one for me that I didn't realize was happening: the Fabregas free transfer to Monaco. Yeah, Good they just him. let him go. Good for him. But <laughs> speaking of Monaco, Henri is now not the manager of Monaco. Yes. Uh, the old he screwed that one up. Yeah, he had an issue with a player last week. Mm-hmm. I think it totally affected them. Well, th- Jardim comes back in, which didn't he bring in like two or three players because he was the manager? He did. Yeah. They came in because they knew they were pay- playing for Henri. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pep came out and said that he doesn't understand the firing or the letting of, you know, Henri go, but it's football now. Uh, he'll, he'll tag on somewhere else and probably bring other players along with He him. might just end up back at the Belgian national team. Mm. Uh, how it's about very there? possible. Or he might end up with the French national team, too. Yeah. There's a chance. Yeah. Just yeah, to help out uh, Assistant coaching. Yeah. yeah, and then maybe eventually, you know, making him the next heir. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, I know we mentioned it last week, but uh, Davies to Bayern. The, yeah, the Canadian, good for well, him. Set the record. In, in the first couple games, he looked outstanding. He's, he looked he great. He makes some guy at like the easiest. He looks thing great. He looks really, really good in that system. Um, good for. I, I think. Soccer. I think coming off the bench, just kind of, he had like a. I think he had a few games that was a little took a, took him a little while to get back up into the thick of things, but yeah. But you know, it, you know it he, he's it not is. used to coming off the bench, right? Like he's used no. to being exactly one of these stars, if not the star. Exactly. So, so you, you kind of just you, you give him a little bit of time, sure. but he 
he has the ability to be something really special yeah. for this for the Canadian national team. And Bayern saw it. I think a lot of teams saw it. I know United was in trying to get him as well. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Chelsea might have been in there as well. Oh, I'm sure there was there lots of teams there. Right. Going after and there's probably tons that were never talked about. But yeah. Munich is great at developing young talent. They have been for a while. They're also good at taking talent from Dortmund. But that's, that's true. That's a too. different story. <laughs> that's true too. But um, uh, no, I think he'll play. He'll his playing playing time is going to go up significantly with Robin and Ribery. Yeah. Probably not coming back. Yeah. And he deserves that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's good good for him um, representing Canada on the international stage like we haven't had in a long time. Mm-hmm. I think the last player to do that was probably Dwayne De Rosario. Dero over in England. Probably. Probably. Which or is was it Guzman in England? That was about Guzman, it. Guzman did not hold a cup of tea to what Dero or Davies is going to do. Yeah. Laren, Laren's over in Besiktas. He's doing well, I'll give him credit, but it's just not he's not the same level. No. Not the same level. There's also another young kid that's named Jonathan David. I think I might have brought it up last week. He's a uh, like a sixteen or seventeen year old, but he's projected to be really good for the Canadian national team. So uh footy fans in Canada and across the world, make sure you keep your eye on him. I don't know where he's playing currently. I should probably find that out before I talk about him. But um yeah, it's going to be a good time for Canadian soccer in the near future. Anyways, let's move on. Um, matchups of the week. I had to ask these guys each for one. They each came back with the exact same answer, and I had already figured that one out, so I had to ask them for another one. Um, the obvious matchup of the week is there's one answer to this question, and it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I, I also had Leafs Pittsburgh on the Saturday. Did you? Yeah. yeah. So did I. So that was mine. <laughs> I, went aw- I went away from hockey this time yeah. for my matchup. Well, oh. I know, and then I and then he's asked me for another one, and I said, "Oh, Bucks Raps." Oh, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, Irfan said that." I was like, "Oh, great." Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It was a good back and forth. <laughs> and I said, Calgary Washington could be another one too. See if Washington can bounce back against the second best team in the league right now. So. Yeah. Um. Let's, with, yeah. With, without Ovi. I'll I'll start with the Leafs one though. It's uh, that's going to be a good matchup against the Pens. It, it'll be an interesting one. Murray's played really well lately. The Leafs are still trying to kind of figure everything out now that the whole lineup's together. Mm-hmm. Um, Nylander's still trying to figure it out. Is he still on the fourth? Coming in after the Hall start? He's on the fourth, but he in the middle of the game on Saturday, no, Thursday against the Caps. Wednesday. 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 He, uh, you were there. I couldn't remember. <laughs> um, he ended up moving up, so we'll see how he plays. He had three points, so yeah. I guess that was his little preseason there. Yeah. Hopefully, Which he finds it. You'd hope that's his preseason, not just a fluke that he got three points randomly in a game and then he's going to get shut down for the next three weeks. Do they, do they, if he doesn't improve, do they move him for a defenseman? Based on what Dubis has told him, he yeah. said he's not getting traded. In the span of his contract. As long as Dubas is there. Yes. Which I can't see Dubas going anywhere anytime soon. But um, from the Leafs, you have to look at what you can get for him. Because right now he's, you know, the black sheep. He's the odd man out. I still think he can get a first-round pick for him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you could, 100%. Yeah. But I think you could have got more before he signed the contract. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. Right? So 
it's one of those uh, they're looking at getting a young cheap uh, not young cheap defenseman but young affordable defenseman who has contract i look at pareko yeah. yeah. Right. That's yeah, that's that's, that's, that's one good. That's one guy that they really want. So if you package him first round pick and something else, you know what you can might you get be able for to pull him? Yeah. Right. Um, if you can do that, do it. Yeah. Right. So that's fair. Yeah. So uh, that, that's a good matchup going forward. Um, you you had Bucks Raps. Raps right? Yeah, one and two in the East. I think that's a big matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raptors haven't. They're what? They're eight and seven and three now in the last ten, but. They play the Mavs back next. To ba- back to back losses, though. Yeah. So. But the Bucks haven't been playing well either, though. No. That's the thing. They, no, I think they they're, barely, they're a game so up. They're a game up on the Raps, though. Night. They're a game up on the Raps right now. So when the Raps play them, depending on how they do in their next game. Well, the Bucks next three is Hornets. They're seventh. OKC third. Pistons ninth. Raptors get the Mavs, at, who are 13th. So, I mean, you expect the Raps to win that one. You don't. expect the Bucks to be a little battered. When you play them, I think that OKC game against the Bucks is going to be good. See if the Bucks can counter one of the best defenses in the league right now. Yeah. Paul George, probably the defensive player of the year. Yeah. Right. So far. Speak into your mic. If you throw it at me, I can't really speak. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we'll see. Ah. Yeah. But um. The other matchup that I had, which is next Sunday, is the United Leicester game. Yeah. That'll be a good one. I'm excited for that well, one. I think if Lester loses, do they do they move their manager? Do they find someone else, or they keep keep him? Because he he has some great games, and then all of a sudden they they don't really show up. Is that the manager or the players, though? Everybody. I think the, they're blaming the manager because they're not getting the wins. Well, of course, but it, if you look at the it, game, it, it's just like the it's just like any coach. But if you look at the game, I think the only two players that actually play consistently for Lester are Gray and Barty. Yeah. So I, that's like the biggest thing is. The coaches are always the scapegoats, whether yeah. or not it's act- like there are certain cases where it Unless actually is Mourinho. their fault. That's what I mean. Like that's actually his fault. But then I was gonna say that he wasn't really a scapegoat now when that was actually him. Like you look, you look at other teams. You look at Edmonton. Was it really his fault in Edmonton, or was it just Edmonton's a terrible team? Wait, whose well, fault? The coach. Oh, yeah. No, we're not talking about Shirley. That's that's a whole. We're, we're gonna get into that. Hold okay. that thought. <laughs> okay. Hold but that like, thought. But like Hitchcock's gone in there. Has he really? Well, they were nine, anything? two, and two at one point. But that was yeah, and it. then they fell off a cliff because they forgot McDavid, how to play. Like, other than McDavid, oh, no, they're, they forgot uh, how to play. Like other than McDavid, I, I Drysaddle, <laughs> McDavid Drysaddle, Darren <laughs> Nuge has played a good year. Nurse <laughs> Nuge has had a good year. I'll give him credit. Yeah. They've had they have four players though. Darnell Nurse. It's yeah. They have McDavid Drysaddle Nuge Nurse. Yep. Name another player. And overpaying Lucic. That's about it. And over paying goalies, and I think they're paying. What? They're paying eight mil for two goalies. Yeah, because what Talbot's at what five point five? Sorry, nine mil. I apologize. I thought it was lower. Or no, Koskinen's only at two point five right now. Well, they just signed to the extension though. Like I'm yeah. saying, for next year. Well, Talbot's a free agent after this year. That's true. Um, <laughs> so they've, already, they've already basically said bye, Talbot. Have fun. That's a perfect segue. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Let's move on to the tire fires, boys, oh, and yes. uh, just. Um, let you know our winner from last week. NHL All Star jerseys was the tire fire winner from last week. Yeah. Th- that's a good one, I think. That, that was Yeah, great. a lot of people didn't like the jerseys. Oh, no. <laughs> Although I may have just bought one, but that's uh, you said that yeah, last that was, week that too. That was your collection though. Yeah. You said that last week too. I know. Um this week ty- NHL All Star jerseys are going up against three pretty good tire fires. Yeah, I would say so. I'm I'll, I'll start because 
we kind of already talked about mine, but yeah. mine's the Oilers. Sid Sixero even tweeted that it was that they're a tire fire. <laughs> they are literally a tire they're, fire. It's not just us. Sid Sixero called them a tire fire. Did they call the match game for them? Is that what it is? Uh, no, he, he just said it on his Twitter. Like, if you look up Sid Sixero's Twitter handle, he talked about the Oilers being an absolute tire fire. And it, it is. Yeah. It's brutal. Like, you cannot debate it. Like, what do you say? The team cannot figure out how to play. And they have the best player in the world. Yeah. They just don't know how to build And he's team. been in the playoffs once? It's They're going through another full rebuild. We'll see if they can this get... This is the third one in his whole tenure. How is that possible? We'll see if they can get three first-round picks again, like three first-overall picks again in a row, but... We'll like, how is that possible? He's been in the league for four years, five years? McDavid? Yeah. Four or five? Four. Four. Yeah. This is the second rebuild that they've had in his time? Because when he came in, they were in a rebuild, and this the is the second rebuild. one? Yeah. yeah. Then they made the playoffs, and then they're he's, back to it. He's the greatest player in the world, and you are wasting him in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. How much do you think he wishes that another team got him in, the <laughs> in that draft? How much do you think he wishes Buffalo got the first pick? Yeah. Would you rather live in Buffalo than Edmonton? I'm I'm not saying living conditions. I'm <laughs> saying playing conditions. <laughs> um, I would say yeah. <laughs> I I love Maybe. seeing I like, love seeing the comparison tweets of him and uh, the guy from Shameless. He looks like the dad from Shameless. Yeah, I've never seen that. If if you've seen the pictures online, they're hilarious. When he had his long hair and he was just looking absolutely ratty, he yeah. looks like the dad from Shameless. <laughs> um, like yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, obviously, Edmonton has, obviously, McDavid. They have a great piece in dry saddle. I don't agree with them paying 4.5 for Koskinen. No. I think they should have gone out and tried to trade for somebody. Agreed. I think they have some good prospects coming up. They have Ethan Bear and, and like other prospects. Like Yamamoto hasn't really fully clicked, but yeah. he has the skill to do that. Um, and I just, I think there's pieces there that they can use. Pre-RV hasn't really panned out to what he was. I, I agree. But he still has the skill. I think they just didn't have the actual leadership to make moves. Agreed. I, I don't think they made the smart moves. I definitely don't think they should have traded Taylor Hall to Adam Larson. No. no. I think New Jersey is... Winning it. Absolutely loving the fact that they actually made that deal. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Like, I totally agree. Like, like they were thinking that the... Uh, Hall for Larson deal was going to be like Johansson for Jones, where it was a complete swap. Both teams benefit Benefited. from it, and you're you're set from there, right? But no, um, no, not a chance. Yeah, and you know, even trading Eberle didn't get anything really back. Like they haven't really gotten much back for any of their no. top players. No, that's what, there, there was a. There was an, that's why he got fired. There was an Instagram post yeah. out that if they didn't trade any of their picks and just like left that as left that everything as is, they could have had like Barzal and all kind of stuff. But they traded first round picks and for Reinhardt. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're my tire fire yeah. of the week. I think uh, that deservedly that'll, that'll, so. I think that'll Absolutely. be pretty good. Yeah. Um, Vardy, we I know we talked about yours earlier, so why don't you go next? Yeah, we. Mine was the missed call. It's. The biggest blown call that I can think of in the last little while. That in any sport. Yeah. And it's it cost a team a chance for a championship. Yeah. You, you know what I compare it to? The no goal for the England national squad, where it was over the line, but they called it no goal. Yeah. 
Like that mm-hmm. was that was probably eight nine years ago now or something. Yeah, that that was my comparable. Well, and the fact that technology and review and everything has developed so far that we still can't get that call right. Exactly. It's it's a joke. Like at least in soccer, they've done the video review, so you can actually see if the the ball goes in, and then that was the reason. Though. Exactly, and that that's, was the reason. But I don't know. It's just the fact that even like there's a rule in the rule book. That says if a call is so blatant that ruins the game, you can replay from that point, or you can replay the whole. Or you can they, replay the whole there's game. There's wording that you can do. Either. But the NFL had didn't even they backed off. Fidel's like, nope, thank you, we're going to the Super Bowl. But someone from the office agreed that it was a bad call. They just weren't going to read. They're just going to go back but, on it. But to me, why do you even have that rule if, you, if you're not going to go back Here, on here's it? Here's my other thing. Have either of you heard Goodell say anything? No, no, just the. Twitter. I'm pretty sure he shut up his phone until the Super Bowl, and he's just not going to say anything. If you're the commissioner and this is happening, you have to say something. You have to give an explanation, in yeah. my opinion. But yeah, at least to the Saints, because that ruined their. No, you have to. You have to come out and publicly say something. Yeah. With all the backlash the league is getting off of this, you have to come out and publicly say something. But I digress. Sorry, I took you there. No, it's like we've already talked about it, but that's they ruined a game that had was special like it was it was a great game and then they almost ruined it by that blown call agreed all right last but certainly not least i'm really interested to see what you're talking about because i have no clue what this is no (laughs) i made the graphic still have no clue no uh i called it i can't stop falling for you i don't know if you also got a chance there's a charlton fan who accidentally collided with one of the the players oh, after is this goal, where he so kicked him in the yeah. Oh, I, I was saw like, this oh, this you can't stop falling for you, man. Oh, it was just, it was an absolute joke. <laughs> Everyone's just around him, and he just slips. He kicks him in the groin, and he goes, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Jeez, I was, I think I sat, I paused my TV, and I just started laughing. I saw that this morning when I was walking into hockey, and I was like, "Oh, that's gonna hurt." <laughs> I did yeah. not see that. That sounds no, it's awesome. A, I gotta that, watch that now. <laughs> the fan like hops over like the what do you call it? Boards? Barricade. Barricade. Barricades, yeah. yeah. And like goes to, like give this guy a hug, slips and just full on kicks him right in the like, you know studs what. up right into the yeah. groin. Like oh, right I in the you know what. And he, the guy's just Oh and just drops. But the thing oh, is there's so many fans the player, in the place. Did the player get kicked or the fan? The player got kicked. Okay. The player so, got kicked. So the the fan didn't have studs on, I hope. No, but like that it would look bad. like yeah. yeah. That would have been bad. <laughs> it would have been studs up going for the baby maker. For no, sure. for sure. But like you see the fans and the players all in that little huddle there. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. it was a mess. It was like a bowling ball just going through the yeah. middle. <laughs> Timber I Move hope out of the can. way. Try to post the video of that for the tire mm-hmm. fires when you do it. Already. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good for our fans to see. Um, yeah, those are some pretty good. I feel like the NHL All Star one is not going to survive. Oh, I, I <laughs> highly, I highly doubt that. We got some pretty good ones. Probably the worst blown call in NFL history. Yep. The Edmonton Oilers absolute tire fire, not just labeled by us, but by analysts all over. And the and kick so to the balls. And <laughs> somebody stole the family jewels. <laughs> um, yeah. This will be a good mat week to uh, I see. I think so. Is there anything else, boys, before we head out? Uh, shout out to Rick Nash on a great career. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a fair shout out. And a lot of uh, major injuries this year so far in the last week, I guess. Uh, Oladipo, Hector oh, Bellerin. Um, that Oladipo one. That is brutal. Especially because... 
No one touched him. No. That's an that's an internal one. That's scary. So hopefully he his recovery goes well. Um, Bellerin, yeah, you're right on that one too. Just comes back healthy and yeah. ACL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully everyone gets back healthy. We love seeing the best players play, and especially as sports fans in general, you oh, just want to see the it best. It makes play. the game that much better. It's it's what it is. You pay to see the stars. Yeah. It's like when you go to watch a Raptors game and Kawhi doesn't play, like. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. Which, but maybe they're doing the right thing by doing that, so he doesn't. Well, did you hear? What he, he actually spoke about it yesterday. Yeah. Did you hear what he said? Well, he said, he said they're working side by side with each other, and that it's he's he's healthy, but it's to maintain that health. Yeah. Well, he said he's like, yeah, I've tripled the amount of games I've played. I played last year yeah. already. Yeah. So I want to just make sure when it comes down to it, and it actually matters, I'm ready to go. Well, did you see him deflecting that the fact that he's actually healthy? No, they're I like, didn't see that. Well, he, they were like, oh, well, yeah, you know, like, is it is he the reason why you're sitting up because you're quad? No, you know, when you're playing games, you get banged up, you know, fingers, bruise, all kind of stuff. Oh, but is it because you're quad? No, because it's, you know, it's just, it, general. Oh, just general injuries, you know, that kind of stuff. So, like, he was just, like, deflecting the, the whole quad but injury. The thing is, like, the beauty is he's, they didn't say it was a quad injury no. when they when they were listing him out. They said it was load management. Yeah. So, anyways, we should really wrap this up. Yeah. Um we keep running over the hour mark, but we'll we'll, we'll get it down. Yeah, we promise. We like talking. It's fine. Um, yeah. So from these guys here and everyone at Garage Door Sports, we want to thank you for listening as always, and uh, make sure you vote for the Tire Fire of the Week. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We will put an actual poll up on Twitter this time. Make it a little bit easier. If you're not already following us, follow Pl- us. Please at follow Garage Door Sports or at Garage Door Sport. On Twitter, we gotta figure that out. We'll we'll figure that out and make it a little easier for everyone. Um, but yeah, I guess that'll do it for uh, episode number two since the relaunch. Uh, yeah. Thank you everyone listening, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>